0: Oh, it's the most 90210 time of the year. and darling. a meeting here? Pete, I
1: really am a Claire. And Get
0: Larry to here. want to celebrate with you as the Beverly Hills 90210 show brings you the Christmas party. First off, we're going to be talking about Steve Sanders going to find his birth mother with... I'm Steve. That's right. Ian Zeering, a.k.a. Steve Sanders himself, will be with us to talk about his compelling Christmas storyline in Walsh Family Christmas. And if that's not enough, joining the party will be...
2: I just want to make it clear, they did not learn this in honor singing.
0: Mark Tiley, a.k.a. Gil freaking Myers. Plus, leading us in some tunes will be none other than Jamie Walters. To top that off, Mrs. Teasley, a.k.a. Denise Douse, will be joining us. And of course, no holiday party will be complete without a visit from the Walshes. Plus, you know by now, anything and everyone is possible. Join us Wednesday night, December 23rd, from 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, live at Beverly Hills, 90210show.com. It's the most wonderful zip code of all time. Seriously. Winter, spring, summer, fall, seasons change, we still keep it together. Hey, Beverly Hills 90210 fans, are you ready to dive deep, episode by episode, storyline by storyline, character by character, as we break down the making of your favorite zip code with your host, Charles <laughs> Did Rosen. Did I say that? Barry that Mullen, this heinous
3: thing about the, the, the real person. And we going, what? We're getting rid of this
1: guy.
0: Pete Ferrero.
1: I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen looks crush TV crush-worthy.
0: Like so many special guests. And all your questions. Live on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody dance
1: now. Well, wow. <laughs> here, here we are. That was a big intro this week. Yeah, yeah, double intro. Yeah. Um, I would wow. like to refer to it as a super deluxe. It's not
3: just the Christmas party; that just sounds just too bare bones. This is that's a right. super deluxe Christmas party.
1: It is the super or, deluxe uh, Christmas party. I mean, you've heard super it. Super sized, right? certainly. Ian Zeering coming on to talk about that incredible storyline that you guys wrote for him. Uh, you know, Chuck and Karen I think wrote that one together. Uh, so that's going to be really awesome. And then, uh, you know, Jamie Walters coming to sing some songs. I mean, the Walsh's You know, uh, it's just going to be... And how about Gil Myers? I mean, we haven't seen Gil Myers in so long, Chuck. If
4: you tell Gil Myers that there's going to be some chestnuts roasting on an open fire, he's going to show up. (laughs) There's no question about that.
1: Well, all right. Let's bring on our (laughs) guests and get into this. This is going to be a lot of fun. Okay. First off, we got to bring on Carrie Werher because... You know, Ariel Hunter is in the house. I also want to bring on Maggie. Disruptor,
3: disruptor, disruptor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually want to start with Maggie about this storyline. Uh, I know that's really odd, but Maggie is a super fan and um she's on our Patreon and she's always talking about uh David Silver. She can't stop talking about Brian, she's slightly obsessed with him. So I guess what um <laughs> You know, what I wanted to know for you is when, when you saw this uh, storyline, what were some of your initial thoughts that you were thinking about when you saw them throw this curveball?
5: Uh, I was like, I knew it. Like, I already knew from the carnival. And I was like, I knew it. Yeah. But
3: Why else was Ariel in the picture? Right. I mean, like not necessarily it. he was going to make love to it. Though. You didn't expect to uh-huh. see that in the limo. Right. No. Yeah. But you know, well,
4: Maggie may have come on, Maggie. Did you think it would be a limo? I
5: knew before
1: the limo, after the hot card. <laughs> we're gonna get more into this with you. Okay, but welcome Carrie to the show. Um, I want to know, Carrie. Uh well, first off to Chuck and Larry. Don, you know, Donna and David is such a significant thing here on the show. When did you know? that this was going to be the time to have a disruptor show up.
4: We were pulling off all the stops now. Yeah. You know, we were breaking this one up and we were uh, putting this these together and we're creating these complications and we're stealing money. Everything's going to be topsy-turvy. They got to be in the mix too. And right. so yeah. it just all seemed right. very natural mm-hmm. um you know uh, David and and was going to be very involved with Babyface, and that actually happened the 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 episode before this one. And Kara, I think we were in that one and setting up. And and you know the the idea of the music, particularly. Well, I was going to say particularly in the early '90s. That's not true. You go back from that to the '60s, and this. I mean, LA was just this music town, and so everybody seemed to be in development of this or that, and that kind of connector. And, um you know, it really was, and it permeated the characters of David Silver and Steve Sanders from, uh, you know, the Beach Club days.
1: Maggie, if you, let me ask you this, Maggie. If you had an opportunity to talk to David in that time and this had happened to you, what would you have said to, to David at that time?
5: If I was Ariel or Donna?
1: If you were Donna, what would you have said? Mm, I... Have said, how could,
6: <laughs> how could you? How could you?
7: Hi, Maggie. Hi, hi, Kari. How are you? Hey, are you?
8: hey Brian.
7: Hey, Brian. Good, I knew
8: you. you were gonna do this. <laughs> have to do
7: that.
8: You are so. You look so good. I, do,
7: I always I mess with you. Carrie, I haven't seen you in forever. My I, God,
8: I know you look amazing. Thank You're, you very no, much. That's even better than that, men just get better looking, and women just get like you know.
7: Well, well I wouldn't not, say that. I, that's, that's
9: not. That's not at all.
8: That I'll, I'll both go in both directions.
1: <laughs> I think Carrie, I think you look incredible. I, I love mean, that. yeah,
7: I'm in agreement on that. Kari was. I had. I had such a huge crush on Kari when we shot the episode. I mean, what? What a great uh, actress for David to lose his virginity. <laughs> <Tully. laughs> <She was laughs> awesome. She really, me,
8: she really was. It. it was a pleasure. She was fantastic. Although I had hate mail. I
3: have, uh, I have a question, Kari. Uh, uh, did you wear that fringe jacket into the audition?
8: Yeah, I think so. It was my. I favorite. thought so too.
3: I remember being at the audition because I wrote the episode before, and I remember that fringe. I said, "Yes, we told it. Yes, and bring the fan fringe jacket."
8: Yeah, <laughs> I had a huge collection of vintage, you know, '60s leather jackets and stuff like that back then. It mm. was a long, long time ago. Well, it's good well, I just
4: finished watching it again, mm-hmm. and what I really liked was in that big confrontation scene that Donna had with you, yeah. right? You know, and she says, was this the first time? And you have to cop to, no, we did it before. Like you know, there the last episode yeah. or other that this was, it was like, it was premeditated. So it was really, you know, it wasn't well, the spontaneous well, audience, uh, argument goes out. You know, there. you
7: know, what's really funny too. Like for fans of the show that, that thought like, you know, that still give me a hard time. Like, oh, I can't believe David oh. cheated on Donna. <laughs> I, kari knows like the setup of that scene like the placement of the condom wrapper and the whole it was it was such a big deal shooting that like it was we were really we were uh micromanaged on (laughs) on the shoot of that scene because it was it meant so much to so many people it was really everyone made sure that what they saw on the monitor was exactly the way they wanted it to be so it was (laughs) As much as it seemed steamy and and crazy uh, to watch, there was so much going on in, in making that. It there there was nothing uh, there was nothing fun about it other than making out with Car in the back seat of a limo. <laughs> mm-hmm. We
9: just
8: spent the whole time in the back of this limo. It was kind of like real life, right, Brian? Oh, so
7: it was so nice.
3: You know, I, I remember it was-, it was a big deal for us that it wasn't going to be your first time, and. So I then I mean, we we really talked about that because also it wasn't going to be great sex and it was going to be kind of rushed so it was really made made a lot more sense to have you say to Donna and to I think you say to her uh, no but only with her or something like that so we yeah. really, really nail it and yeah that was and that plays pretty well and uh, really and and also I, the placement of uh, of of your decolletage is pretty cool too you're kind of a, kind of loose you know pretty racy for eight o'clock I mean geez. My, I remember my son just went like this.
4: Like, you know, just hey, yeah. for
3: the TV. Yeah. Pause, hey, we in college. Pause, pause, goes, really? was so jittery at the time. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
7: you couldn't, you couldn't Maggie, really see do, much. Do you,
1: do you have any questions for Brian in general or about this episode that you would like to know?
5: Uh, no, I don't know. Maggie, how have you been? Good. Good. Good, Good to see you. <laughs>
8: Nice to see you too. <laughs> <laughs> How fast is your heartbeat, Maggie? you
5: <laughs> get a drink. Hold on.
7: <laughs> I
5: have my drink.
8: Um, so
7: I've, I've messed with Maggie now a couple times. We 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 had a fundraiser that she uh, that she was gracious enough to buy a ticket for, and and she was a part of, and it was a ask me a question thing, and of course she didn't have much of anything to ask me. Liar. Um, but it was but oh i just i just hit her on instagram before that and it at, at which point she was like she didn't believe it was me so it was so it was good yeah yeah so it was it was good messing with her on that and it's good messing with her on this it's one. always
1: good messing with maggie yes. it really is. The is a good I person
7: to, i get a
5: lot, lot of with. hackers and i'm like this isn't you so <laughs>
1: um before you take off, Brian, uh, the vegetable the vegetable garden all good. Yeah, the chickens and everything.
5: Yeah, yeah. Uh, chickens
7: are great. Vegetable oh, garden is under construction currently.
1: Yeah, I saw that in, in, incredible film that you made at the, uh, on Instagram at the... Uh, oh,
7: at the Lumberyard?
1: Yeah, the Lumberyard.
7: <laughs> <laughs> you know, people gave me a hard time, but I told people, because the one previous, I did my live from the car wash in Malibu. Right. I was like, I'm just going to take you guys on a tour of Malibu during, you know, doing these lives, so... I said maybe the next one will be at the hardware store, or whatever. And so <laughs> I knew I was going there, and I was like, I should just do a live one while I'm here. So That's I walked amazing. around, and, and people saw lumber uh, and, and plants, <laughs> and and it was it was glorious. Yeah. Hey so, yeah, I feel good about myself.
1: You do got something really cool coming out though that everybody's really excited about the the yeah. uh, mask
7: dancer the thing. Mask dancer, yeah. Yeah, awesome. I saw that promo. Yeah, that was great. Prime, that was, Prime. happy to See you on that, Brian. It's really cool. It's fun. You know what? It's uh, it's nice to do something that's as positive as, as the masked universe seems to be. Like it, it, we don't, we don't judge people. We uh, we don't. We're not watching technique. We're not giving people criticism if they do something incorrectly. It's all about just praising everyone that's there for having fun, and allowing uh, families to sit at home like us and and figure out who they think you know who we think might be in a costume so it's sort of it's just for it's for entertainment and i think i think we need that right now i mean i think uh you know 2020 is is a good year
1: big time hey about this episode too you get this awesome opportunity to do this thing with baby face last time you were here you talked a little bit about that i mean how incredible of an opportunity was that for you back
7: then yeah it was it was really cool I, i i remember I think I went to you, Chuck, didn't I? Uh, originally, when you were talking about, it and I was like, "Hey, let's see if uh, if Kenny will do the episode." And it was yes, this of-
4: was the, exactly you guys came in with the music idea, and yeah. I was open because you know. And when we get into talking a little bit more about the carnival, Brian, you should probably know this. Larry and I were comparing notes, in part in, in, that this UCLA had this carnival every single year back where Poly Pavilion is. All yes. the frats, all the sororities. And when you were in junior high school, ages 13, 14, 15, that is where you wanted to be. There was nothing cooler to be on a music had to do with that. So, you know, the whole scope of it. So they always had music acts. Yeah, They always had local acts. The biggest one for me who played, and it was, and it was cool because they already had songs on the radio in 66, with the Turtles. Because they were kind of a... You know, uh not, Imagine and to together and some girls. You know, so they played <laughs> full and Eddie, right? So they were there and yeah. um, you
7: know the monkeys, everyone was performing. It was it was real cool to be Just there. Just the turtles. Now the rest of the, the rest <laughs> of the animal kingdom. we had them in the zoo. Uh they would go down to SC where the money was. The turtles I, remember really I had been I'd been working with Kenny for a while because we were working on my album, but that was doing that episode of the show that was the most time i had spent with him in in a while like it was a real because he was super nervous doing it you know he's a he's a pretty shy person Um,
8: Yeah, yeah he's shy
7: yeah super shy Kari knows but but like he was he was great he had a lot of fun and we what a cool what a cool show to have the kind of people on that we had. Uh, it's, it's really amazing. I A mean-
8: few years later, after you got to do that with Babyface, I got to do that with Roger Daltrey. Oh, oh really?
9: Wow. That's so yeah. awesome. So That's I
8: so did awesome. like a arc of episodes with little guy Roger Daltrey. <laughs> <laughs> who what joke was um, that? Vegetarianism. What was that for? Sliders.
1: Wow, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sliders yeah. are cool. Lisa says, I'm so jelly of bags and mags. They are Ooh. going to be on TMZ next. Okay, let's let's hope for Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, wanted, uh, th- I went to Jill Henkel's house today do you know who that is Brian I'm sure you remember Jill um, the set <laughs> 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 totally. she was
9: the crew
1: anyway she gave me all these really cool pictures uh, from back in the day of the sets and uh, you remember this place right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
7: Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah it was much like the Millennium Falcon like none of this was it, was,
8: it, was, it, was, it was very old school so yeah. antiquated now. You look at that. My God, yeah. it's like what is that made of? Aluminum? <laughs>
7: <laughs> you know, they stopped using aluminum years ago.
1: Think she gave me this one too. Remember this? This is when you and Claire go searching for aliens. If you remember, oh
7: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was the that was the truck stop in like Barstow.
1: That's yeah, yeah very cool, cool. Yeah. With, the, with the little seats.
7: That was uh Jason and I drove there. We had Defender nineties at the time, and we drove those specifically because. We we were pretty sure that most of the uh, the crew trucks would get stuck in the sand, and they did. And so they ended up using our defenders in the sand to get equipment from set to uh, to base camp. Oh,
1: cool. Amazing, yeah. uh, Brian. Working with Ka- Kari all those years ago, uh, all good memories and and whatnot.
7: Totally, I've known
1: Kari forever.
7: I, I, I knew her. We knew each other before she did the show, um, and. We haven't talked in a while, but she, she's awesome. You're awesome. It's so fucking nice to see you. It really is.
8: You too, Brian. Been back a lot lately, actually.
1: How about for you, Kari, working with Brian and coming into that universe at that time?
8: Um, You know, I always had this thing when I was young that I, I... I was always a little bit embarrassed maybe of my light shining, you know what I mean? Because I have a lot of like, hello, and, you know, and um, I was afraid of the girls a little bit.
9: <laughs> mm.
8: Not of them like, you know, coming after me, but like I just didn't want to step on anybody's, Yeah, you know, it was, it's their show, it was their yeah. And um, so I never really had a lot of interaction except with Tori, but the boys were, were like on the show were so great. I went on to work with, you know, them after the show and, and things. And um, I think that that was like I, I would bet if I had a nickel I heard somebody say this, but I think that the boys probably were the glue of that of that of that entire operation, huh, Bryce? Uh, uh sure. <laughs> well, I,
4: I just want to say we've got about 43 of these now and you're the 43rd person to actually say something along those lines the yeah. guys or, yeah. you know you yeah, it's yeah. just true brian you whether it would be you people it doesn't matter which one of you four guys they bring up it's like that was so friendly he was so friendly he was so friendly he was so friendly oh how are the women you know, no. it was it was just a no. distant, different uh, different, um, different about
7: way about of Luke? interacting with people. Right, the women were as-
8: magical. I don't know what you're talking about.
7: Right.
8: <laughs> yeah, what I've heard fantastic. too. What are you talking
7: about? Dorian's
1: yeah.
8: great. Okay, I just I never got a chance to to really know the other girls. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Oh, anyway, Carrie, but oh, working with Brian,
1: we're speaking of specifically working with Brian. All good good memories. Very
8: good kisser. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you no, know, it was really cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You
8: know, I have to say like, one
3: thing. We made her ow. eat a hot dog. We made her eat a hot dog. Which I at Chuck, what did you think of that scene when we watched her? Uh, and then Donna goes back to, I think it's uh, who does she talk to at that point? I, think says, I, I just watched Ariel eat a hot dog in front of
8: me. <laughs> Yeah, I was told um, to turn it down when I did that. Yeah, they were like um, I was proud
3: of us we did that, Chuck, but I have to tell you.
9: But
7: <laughs> we I sure. it, was, it was like, I it was was real like, with like more fail right with like, do... more hot dogs, And then you know, and then all of a sudden people were like, Okay, that's enough hot dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Cardi. <Barry. laughs> yeah. Cool.
3: Thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. Yeah. I hey, want-
8: throw it but they were like Ooh. yeah <laughs> oh that probably God. wouldn't have worked
3: <laughs> no no we, we were riding a real you know <laughs> that was amazing like that. to get that no, stuff that probably
7: me. would have uh, ended up on the cutting room floor. Oh, that's yeah you go. know no he was from
4: michael lang unfortunately had a conflict but you know we would have called him a killjoy right now if he was sitting here you know
1: <laughs> I mean, it was a moment
9: to have and but
1: he, yeah. Hey, our friend Jessica Klein just joined us. Jessica, hey, how are hi. you? Hi. Hey,
6: we didn't, we didn't script the hot dog that way, but hi, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Hi,
1: Carrie. <laughs> Jessica, you haven't had a chance to see Brian on one of these, I don't think. Do you have any yeah. great memories of uh, of working with Brian all those years ago?
6: Young Brian, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The young Squire, little, little one. Yeah. Young Brian, who we watched grow up before our very eyes and turned into a hottie. Yeah, we it, Brian was great. Um <laughs> Brian was Brian really uh put up with the way we made fun of him until he grew up. And then uh I didn't really have really... much of a
7: choice. <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> so,
6: we so, wrote those and, and lines so and we gave you that stuff to cheese. do. But what would what, what always blew us away was his level of commitment. I mean, we made Brian Brian is a beautiful dancer. As well, as well as a terrific musician. And it was on the dance floor that we could, that we really first got to see him come out of his, I mean, turn into a huck. He was just, he just did it. And it was just
7: so fast. Well, you know what they say, if you feel it, dance it. And so there that's you go. What I did.
6: And we had other people who didn't want to. So it was particularly nice that you did. Mm-hmm. And that, and he, you sold the romance with Donna and, um, both in its highs and lows, and it was great. And then Brian did some really serious drama with all the drug stuff that oh. was. Um, it went on. Really, and it really a, good. You're, you're and such a
1: gift you need, performer.
6: Just, you, I mean, you you went through lots of different emotional highs and lows, and delivered every time. And we, we ran, Brian and I ran into each other at an airport um, at LAX just yeah. right before you did the. The, reboot. the reboot. Yeah yeah and it was so wonderful to see you and it's great to see you here. You look fabulous. Thank You've you. grown into quite the stud. Thank and you. uh, and you're a really good actor and I'm happy to see you join us here. It's really Thank a you. pleasure cuz we all love that time.
7: Yeah. It was, you know what? It was that was an amazing period in 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 history and and just in my life. Like the the 90s were were a big learning growing experimenting time for me and uh and i was surrounded by great people it was a great 10 years being there it it was thank god it was a real safe place to be
1: yeah uh i've said to you how many times i just absolutely love your performances and how much i related to your character all the way from high school to the, the last season i just think i just think the world of you and i always appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us man so uh thank you for your time now we have to move the show along
7: <laughs> right on dude nice beard by the way Pete. thank you it's good mm-hmm. yeah it's coming along well <laughs> thank thank you. i appreciate that Ryan. man kari let's let's catch up and talk
8: at some point that would be fantastic uh, for sure Okay. For I'll
1: put sure. you guys together. Yeah. Okay, Will you
8: do that, Pete? I mean, no. if <laughs> I could do it, you could do it. <laughs> oh, All
9: right, Brian.
1: It's good to see you. Good to see Bye. By Bye you. By you. Bye,
8: Brian.
1: Bye, Brian. Okay. We're also going Bye. to say goodbye to Maggie. Thank you so much for Thank spending so much time so with Brian. So okay. And now we are going to get more into this with Kari. So, Kari... <laughs> Coming into thank this.
8: you, Pete. That was awesome to see yeah, him. I, yeah. I've been thinking He's... so much about him lately. Yes. It's wild. And then there, there he is. So thank you for that.
3: Oh, you, you know, I think we just said, you know, do you want to pop in to see Carrie where he went. Yes. Oh. Yeah, and Maggie, yes, to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> He's
8: such a great person, really. I mean, um, all, but... all, all of them. And I've gotten to know all the boys well. Yeah. And um
1: I also so put to-
8: together a very nice group of kids.
1: Won't be able to get that hot dog vision out of my head. Uh-
8: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the 90s. When you want to show a little bit of boob and do a funny hot dog gag, call Kari Wur. She'll chuck <laughs> <laughs> anything well- in her mouth. <laughs> um, yeah. but it was because- a fun time in the 90s. He was right.
1: I'm curious, though, did you get any um, email? Well, I don't know if it was email or letters about how could you do this to Donna? Um, did anybody take this way too seriously?
8: Yeah, I got a lot. I got bags and bags of that through my mouth. Right. Um, right along with the regular prison letters. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, people, people were upset. And if somebody would recognize me or see me, they didn't know how to how to react because of that show. They were like,
7: yeah, uh, uh.
8: <laughs> yeah I remember that pretty distinctly. It was, um, you know, playing a villain without trying to, I guess.
1: I mean, yeah. we could talk about this some other time, but you do come back to the show And you get involved in Donna's life again, and you have a little thing with Ray too. So
3: yeah, yeah, we brought her back again. You know, character payments always uh, motivate writers to bring people back. (laughs) (laughs)
8: Um, I loved it. I wanted to like talk to somebody over over there about uh, you know giving me a really big arc for a couple of seasons. Well, it's it
9: could
3: have been. I mean, that was that was the music thing. With you know, was it was a convenient thing to have because we always were music adjacent a bit. So you had this, you know, hot label and stuff. I think was she working for the Eric Budman character at the end of six? Is that what happened there? I think we kind of. Are
6: you really asking me to
8: remember? I don't.
3: Uh, I remember. But yeah, we did bring it I mean, yeah. back. Um, yeah, I think so. So that's yeah. uh,
8: season six. We brought you back. Yeah. yeah. No, it was great. I mean, it was the, the place to be. Fox. If you were uh, you won't remember, but I had a, a show start in 1992 at Fox also called Class of '96. It was, um, oh yeah, oh yeah, uh,
4: yeah, uh, we well, yeah, we remember, yeah, we Sterling remember that the fucking roof when he did that show he called well, up Peter Chernin and and he actually he actually raised his voice, yeah. Wow. yeah, and he was because you boxed us in, you know, they told us, I, I finally convinced Aaron Spelling. That We and have to move on. It, it's possible to, to, to write the show. We've got to... What kids are about are getting into college. We've got to move there. We can do it. Be the first show. He signs off. And then it's not just that Fox develops it. It develops it with Leonard Goldberg. Oh. So you really want to
8: put the hot poker in his Yeah. And that ruined wow. their relationship, didn't it? I mean, it was...
4: No, yeah. that... No, we know what we, we know. That. that was a long time before. That, that was uh, Do you uh, know it, and it, actually Leonard and Aaron actually liked each other very they were yeah, they were actually. a very good team together and they liked each other. Uh, and and both men were were Doug, I, I Doug hey, Kramer was, know, was, in, Doug know, was in the middle, I think. Know,
8: was too. What was that? <laughs> well, I, was gonna,
1: I was gonna ask okay. you guys if you guys know this person that's going to join the show right now. Hello, Paul. Yay! Hey,
10: hey. hey. <laughs> no no
8: idea, what?
10: right? Oh. I <laughs> you should have
3: vetted this perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> should
10: we let
4: that go on? Are Hi, you? Look at you, so right?
3: to see you Yeah, Everyone's got a covet beard, I guess, except for yeah, you. Except for me, my wife
10: makes me shave. What me can too,
3: mine too, you know. Well, you
10: know, last time I saw Kari, we were in Africa together. Oh, what?
9: Yeah.
8: Well, we've seen each other since then, but the last yeah. Yeah, last we were time
10: I
3: what part of we Africa? A, were
10: you in? Uh, we were in um, uh, Cape Town and um, and yeah. uh, and um, um, Sin City near Kruger National Forest doing a, a Viking movie with Craig Sheffer.
6: Mm. I did a show oh. in Africa too.
1: Um, <laughs> I did, yeah, I that's did a too.
6: Nice challenge. I, it's yeah.
1: amazing. Let me bring this next person in. He, you know, Paul. He he helped lead the Black <laughs> Ceremony! Oh my God! Oh, it's <laughs> this is months who kind of he did
3: actually speak it for you uh, at John Sears. I voted
4: did you out?
10: <laughs>
4: <laughs> How's it going, PJ?
10: Wow, those were great days, weren't they?
4: Absolutely,
10: my friend. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I moved. To, I, moved to America. I moved to America with Jason from Vancouver, and he was doing um, Sister Kate. Um, when we got here and i was um on a series i think called santa barbara with robin Wright back in the day and uh, he had this audition called class of beverly hills <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was the, wasn't that the title i think wasn't yeah. that it? yes absolutely that was the title, title. Yeah. Who changed it but that wasn't the working title oh really do you know do you know who helped jason with his uh, with his audition for that who's that even you and Brad Dave Pitt. Sherrill. Brad, Brad.
9: It was Pitt. Yeah.
10: It was Pitt. Pitt was sleeping on Dave's sofa because they did that movie with Ricky Schroeder together. And <laughs> Pitt was helping Jason run his lines. I remember that.
3: Yeah. David, David, David Sherrill was on our show also. He was then, also part of that department. <clears throat> yeah, Dave. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's, a, he's in
10: North Carolina. I directed him in an episode of One Tree Hill. He's a great guy.
3: Before Uh, we forget, Michael Lang said to especially say hi to you because he was supposed to be here, but he kind of canceled out. But he wanted you to send his best
1: to you. Our friend, uh, our friend Kristen, who was on Patreon, asked this question for Paul, what was it like playing such a jerk when in real life you are a a kind Canadian? And (laughs) she loves (laughs) loves all Paul's work, and she specifically loves uh, you in Soap Dish, which I also love as well. Um, what was that a challenge to play such a jerk? Uh, and we see him come up in this episode. What was that like?
10: Well, I don't know if any of you guys saw the One Tree Hill. I did 10 years on that series playing a jerk. So, somehow, <laughs> one, 90210 was the, the training ground. And it was... Um, <laughs> on a, on That's a though, I, I think the writers are always the people that need the bow for that. Because um, when they write a character that is... Um, uh, you know, co- conflicted internally, but you know, is seen on the outside as you know the choices he makes as a jerk. Usually, it's not driven by just straight antagonism. It's driven by um, you know something else more complicated. If it's if it's you know usually like a like a John Simon. Sears or a, or a Dan Scott, it's it's usually something much more interesting. And I think the greatest you know, um, I mean, we have so many great examples of, of wonderful performances of people who have played the what we call the bad guy, which are really just conflicted characters. It, Make different choices, and they make it much more nuanced to watch, I think too. So uh, the, the you know the, honestly the 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 praise always should go to the writers in those regards if the actors able to pick up on those cues. Well, this one,
4: well, watching well, this well, episode, it, I really liked that, that Larry and that We had taken a break. That all and Paul. That all the things that she had done that were heinous around um, with with Ian and Steve were. 10 episodes ago it might as well have been another lifetime you know now we're here and the one thing that i took away so much from your reintroduction was was at least in the in the nature of those scenes or how it was staged you were so physically imposing mm. i mean the you know, the bad guy it really was don't mess with me you took my fraternity from me and here i am you know and uh, and, and then I felt very bad to always see you in the mud,
2: Ryan. I, I did take away that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I was Was that mud?
4: What was that? Was it pudding? Or what was it? <laughs> no, it was
2: mud. Well, it was mud.
4: <laughs> it, it was
3: absolutely it was, it mud. Was mud. Yeah, yeah, muds got uh, dunked in that, too. I mean, they all end up. I, and, uh, yeah, I those, all those,
6: of you spent so much time and, in that mud. And, but I have to say, I think what really played well for me rewatching it again was seeing that we put you with Celeste.
3: Yeah. because
6: it yeah. that really was
3: just a, it, it, mm-hmm. was really, a great it was really
6: partner yeah. on Steve and I loved seeing you and Celeste together it was really good and then watching you hit that thing over and over and over and it, your physical and you really looked like you were a picture
4: <laughs> let's look yeah, at that's the other part of the physical imposing I'm throwing this I'm gonna hit it this one you know you really uh
9: you,
10: you had good uh you know. sure it's a bet what do i get if i win i know i knock you in the pit of mud and you resign from the keg house what's the matter i give up celeste you give up the keg house sounds fair to me those are the stakes steve take them or leave them
1: Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I hit the button by accident. I have A little trigger happy there. Just
4: in the nick of time. I was going to say some
10: really
1: bad things. <laughs> uh, uh, working with Ian, Paul.
10: We're, yeah, he's. We're still good friends. Um, uh, his daughters and my son swim together at a mutual friend's house, and uh, Ian and I talk a lot. Um, and and Brian and I stay in touch too, and Jason and I stay in touch, and it's you know it's been um, it's been uh, a beautiful and you know um long-lasting friendship you know it's true this show changed it changed the industry it changed television you know um even the show that i was just on uh for 10 bloody years as you guys all know what that's like you know it it was always people were always calling back to to this show as sort of the groundbreaker for even setting the stage for our show to be successful so um you know i don't know i mean i honestly feel like you know Uncle, uncle aaron was always kind to me but you know um I'm so grateful that I got a chance to to work with everybody. You know, I kind of was hoping that, um, you know, that there would be another uh, another chance for this character. But, you know, maybe uh, it's like the Karate Kid when they remade that, you know, you got to remake the character now.
1: Oh, I love it. Yeah. i love that idea yeah. yes there's a fan yeah, page that's dying if for
3: it he would have come back believe me nothing was thrown away because the you had made such an indelible impression on the fans that we knew we could just bring you back and they would understand just like jessica said when you see john steers all of a sudden what's oh, so that's going to be for steve i mean it's just yeah. so it always worked for us i mean just we like can't... you know, bringing ariel back and mm. uh, who was an important again a villain in a certain way but we needed all these obstacles to prevent relationships. You know, part of our job was challenging the relationships all the time. And because you got it, we were doing obviously you remember, John, we were doing like uh, probably double offs when you sometimes when you're doing that. We're doing two episodes at once. We did 32 episodes a year, which
10: Wow, you know. unbelievable. season four. First.
8: You guys did a really good job with the transition from high school and post high school. That
3: was I, our yeah, yeah. It had never been done.
8: Thank you. That was hard. And it was, I don't know if any like a lot of these shows now that are on Disney channel or <clears throat> they give themselves four years because they don't want to, you know, right? when the kids grow up, it's, it, that's it. But you just kept tackling things that worked, you know, for this transition from a high school kid to adulthood. And it, it just it kept going. It was fantastic. And there wasn't like a, a jump at the shark moment, you know?
1: Right. Um, great. Want to show you one clip? <laughs> yeah, it's it's
4: three,
3: um,
1: two episodes. You're gonna
6: have two. I think we
8: rode the shark.
6: If you <laughs>
3: <Yeah.
6: try. laughs> there was, there
3: was yeah. a Howard Stern dream
1: sequence. Uh, you know, there's some- uh, I want to show <laughs> another for
8: a long time. You know, exactly. yeah, well, ten years is a long. long time. The right to have some, some somebody damage.
1: asked me that as a super fan. I don't feel the show ever jumped the shark. Maybe in season eight. We <laughs> <laughs> don't know anything about that. Yeah, you know yeah we have Yeah, but I yeah, mean, I've never seen an episode. All right, here. Let's watch another John Sears clip. I love these. I can't. I can't get enough of you, Paul. I'm sorry. <laughs> How long has this been
7: going on? Yeah, Ten minutes at least.
9: <laughs>
5: Are either of you guys very shy. What do you mean shy? I have an idea.
8: Don't you think that's a little mean? It's perfect.
4: Ahead of its time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, red was quite a dime. You know? Yeah, no red, chance. Red, white, and do red
1: blah like that. Uh, uh our friend Jennifer Kendall, who's also on Patreon, wants to know how many takes did it get take to get the John, Steve John mud pit shot? I'm sure? One.
9: Probably.
1: Oh you remember God. that, Paul? One. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
8: yeah. Ever PJ? Would you ever let somebody put you in shorts that short again? You know, I, I, I was actually looking at the
10: shorts. I, they didn't even
8: look like I was wearing anything. It looked like I was just wearing a long T-shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a baby face! Yeah, I wasn't looking at your face, but I. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, it
1: was, hey, uh, while we have you here, Kari, I want to show you a scene. Uh, this is the one that we all talk about so much, right? Can I help you?
0: Uh, yeah, um, have you seen Ariel and David Silver? He played in the band?
6: Oh, yeah, yeah. You came to the right place, right over there. There. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Sure.
8: David? Who's that? It's
7: Donna. What, what am I going to do?
8: I don't know. Don't look at me.
0: David, open up. <laughs> Uh, hi. Hi, I was looking for you.
7: Oh, well, you found me.
0: Well, what are you doing in there?
7: I'm just hanging out in the limo.
0: Open the door, it's locked.
6: Oh, okay. <sighs>
8: <sighs> David. Hi. Oh my god.
5: Oh my god.
8: Donna, I can explain. There's nothing to explain.
0: I understand. I understand everything.
7: Donna. Donna. Donna, wait.
1: Troublemaker. What
3: was he going to explain? Yeah. What was he going to explain? <laughs> I wanted to hear that. Now. I would love to hear that explanation. I <laughs> yeah. think you don't want to say. I mean, there's no answer. Steve
6: Sanders. Chuck answer. An answer. Deny, deny, deny. <laughs> yeah, you know, I also watching it
4: today. I I thought that the limo driver was really a sadist. Really. Yeah. They could, have,
3: they could have <laughs> smoking yeah. pot in there. I mean, they could be smoking pot or having a little, you know, music. Yeah, I, they, I know. But know, it
1: it to be true. True. Uh, Kari, what do you remember? We talked about it with Brian. Uh, what do you remember about shooting all that? Brian talked a little about his about his memories.
8: Um, he was right. It was pretty choreographed. Everything had to be just right. Uh there was almost a nip slip. There. <laughs> catch that.
1: I did see that. I, I did. I did. watched I did. that many times, yes.
8: Yeah. I <laughs> you know, I think what I mean, it was just lovely being with him and it was easy and really fun. Um you know, from well, having, you know, obviously been watching the show and then coming on and doing it, I understood the tone of, of, and the, the way the banter works between the characters. And I just tried to stay within that. It It's, it was, it's hard to like slip into somebody else's show, but, um, <laughs> you know, they're all pros, the way that we did it. And it just felt really good. And I wanted to come back every day it's fun and you know brian's amazing but he was right like the whole way that they had to light everything in there and uh it was just fun sitting and chatting with them like regular people for so that's like one of the best things about being an actor is you get intimacy with people without doing all the work to get there you know you're close like that because you spend so much time together
1: it's fun Hey, Paul, I'm curious for you. I asked Kari this before about getting recognized for this show and people reacting to her in a way because of something that she did with, you know, Donna and David and all this. Did people come up to you for some time talking to you about things that John Sears did?
10: Oh, well, I think the most, um, the most, um, the biggest incident I think that is remembered by the fans for, for me was my relationship with, um, uh, with, uh, with, with, um, help me, Jenny Kelly. And yeah. Was, yeah, And it was just, I think that it was taken as so, so aggressive and, uh, you know, um, off putting for so many people that I think it, it made a, it, you know, made an impact impact that was, I think was intended to make, but I also think that it was uh, a good social lesson for, for a lot of people and, um, you know, talking point, you know, um, especially nowadays, you know, for, um, for how a gentleman's supposed to conduct himself and, and not, you know, and, and in those days, I think a lot of that stuff just wasn't talked about very much. So I think it's, it's even, you know, pertinent now it's, it's, it was just, he, his behavior was, you know, very selfish and narcissistic. And, and I think that that's a lot of the way that, you know, when you're a young man and you got all that, you know, that those chemicals flowing through your bloodstream, you know um, you make dumb choices and that character did, you know, And, and I think that that's important to show you know, the human side of it, and, and how to, to, you know, to um, to uh, to make those important issues brought out so that, you know, young women can talk about it, especially right now, and I think we are, so I, I don't know, I think it was ahead of its time in a lot of ways, don't you guys?
3: Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, we set that up, you remember Chuck, we had that, on Jess, we had that storyline with A.J. Langer a couple of episodes before that, I think, where was I was kind in of, the yeah.
4: first group, yeah, I was in the first um,
3: group, and she was a girl who was kind of like in a halfway house, like an yes. underage girl, and and Steve's the one who kind of, John's kind of like making moves, like to try to see this girl. And Steve's like aghast at it. And we start first seeing John's behaviors, and then we set him up in, in what becomes, I think, Take Back the Night episode. Is that the one? Uh, John's <laughs> that goes right
4: there. Exactly. Yeah. That was the epiphany. And
3: yeah, I mean, that we were happen- ahead of our time there. There's no, no doubt. I mean, we really were. And, you know, of all people, Steve is, you
1: know, the good guy. Right, <laughs> right. all right um we have a lot of other things to talk about in this episode right chuck and larry so i'm going to say goodbye to paul and carrie and we are going to move Ooh, in wow, to thanks for being it. it's great like great to see you guys thank you so much i
9: mean
3: it's just a thrill to see the work again
1: before you leave thank paul you, uh Kristen asked on our patreon and maybe for carrie too uh getting to know luke perry um do you have any comments or thoughts about your time starting with paul on on working with luke
10: well, I was, you know, I was there, you know, um, not part of the show, but my best friend was Jason and we were, you know, brothers from a long time before, you know, we came to America and we lived together during, when he got the show and we were great friends with, and, you know, Dave Sherrill and those, in that group. So Luke was immediately part of it. I, I don't think I ever in my life met a guy that, you know, unlike a lot of other actors, when you had success, Luke was the first person like to, 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 you know, give you a hug and, tell you how proud of you he was it was there was just an there was an incredible generosity about his spirit and not only was he like the the consummate you know handsome you know brooding guy he was in his heart he was also the most generous loving person I think I've ever worked with ever and excluding nobody I I don't think I've ever met a person that even heard Luke say a bad word and there was some trials on that set and there was tough times and there was there was a lot of you know there there was the media was at times trying to you know put jason and luke against each other they weren't having it luke and jason Mm -hmm. weren't having that you know this was like they were brothers you know and i'm i love them both and and you know i'm i'm so grateful to have had that time with him but he made a mark about you know about his integrity and about the way that he stood up for you know people he's just you know he's he's sorely and deeply missed and you know but i am grateful for the time that i got to be you know somebody he called a friend and um and i love him dearly
1: very nice and for you kari
8: yeah, I spent a lot of time with him way after the show. Um, lived in the same neighborhood. And um, the great dad, spiritual person, um, kindness was oozing out of him, fierce love for his kids. Mm. Um just wanted to be an actor, you know. I think that all the 90210 stuff was a blessing, of course, but I think in the end it was hard, you know, for him to have had so much, you know what I mean? Mm, sure. There's a humbleness about him, a um definitely a person who paid it forward. And um Tragic and unfair.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, listen, guys. Uh, I'm going to say goodbye to Paul and Kari. Uh, we have so much. This episode is so long, and we have so much to talk about. Paul, please come back. We have so much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we should
3: definitely take, take back the night. We,
1: we, we need a John uh, Sears, a uh, John Sears deep dive. So much to uncover. So. Yeah. Uh, All right,
8: and that's to
10: PJ. Okay. <laughs> okay. please. And listen, I just want you to know um, I, it, that was a huge part of my life and it, it set me, you know, uh, on a great um, standard of wanting to continue to work with great people. I'm, I'm grateful very much for, for even you guys uh, giving me the opportunity to play that part, you know, so thank you.
1: Very awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. We're, going we're to gonna say goodbye that. to Paul and we are going to say goodbye to Kari. Kari, mm-hmm. you are so stunning Kari, and so wonderful. Right.
8: Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Um, you guys too. Yeah. years almost, right? Yeah. yeah. And,
1: uh, 25,
3: 26, 27. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
8: Keep doing what you guys do. All right.
1: All right, you Kari, you thank you So much. Yeah. All right. And we're gonna say goodbye to months as well. Somebody that he was on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. <laughs> And we are going to now dive into the other things that were going on to this uh, crazy story, right? I mean, that was a lot, right, guys? <laughs> that was a lot of things that all just happened right now. Before we hop into the next thing, uh, let me play this for Melanie Rose, and then we're going to talk about Brenda. We're going to talk about Andrea. We're going to talk about all these other things that are going on in these uh, this story.
0: Ho, ho, 90210. 90210 Hunts is coming to town this week, December 17th through the 21st. The virtual scavenger hunt features over $600 in prizes, including a $300 gift card, $200 in streaming TV services for one year, sponsored by Team Drama Whore, merch, and more to the Beverly Hills 90210 show, copies of a very special 90210 book, plus trading cards, and more. So head over to 90210hunts.com, register today, anybody with a smartphone can join, and get ready for a holly jolly good time in our favorite TV zip code starting this Thursday.
1: Always a lot of fun with Melanie Rose's hunts, so make sure you hop into the, to that as well. She so looks adorable. Uh, she always does too, yes. Okay. Uh, which one do you want to talk about first? Should we talk about this ICU stuff that's going on with Andrea? Okay.
4: Why not? Because that's Larry knows, uh, take it away, Larry.
1: Yeah. Well, in this episode, uh,
3: you know, of all things, the baby gets born. I mean, um, and of course this, uh, I, you know, you know, I was able to tell the writers and myself, and again, the story, at least, you know, which I thought had some emotional punch to it so they could, you know, adapt to whatever we needed. And because, you know, my wife in 1981 gave birth uh, after uh, – you know, like really like uh only like six and a half m- uh, months into her pregnancy, a one-pound 14-ounce baby. Uh Johnny right? That was Johnny. And at the time, oh there's Johnny.
6: <laughs> Hi Johnny. <laughs> <There's> Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> this is a one-pound
3: fourteen-ounce baby that was born and and all the, the fears and, and some of the emotional beats. Hey, Johnny, how you doing? I'm just, you, you don't have no memories of this, of course. <laughs> but uh, he was born and it was, you know, again, they tell you right away, it's 50-50. So, you know, and was able to instill that, uh, you know, what we started getting some drama. I started, you know, this is now uh, 11 years later. So I was, it had to do with some artistic distance. So can I you can guys tell, hear me? Tell the story. What? Can you guys hear me? Can I hear yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Sorry, Robert. guys, I couldn't hear Sorry. you. Some sort of a, oh. a mic malfunction.
1: Oh, good to okay. be here. I
2: didn't hear. Oh. Uh, I didn't hear any
6: introductions.
1: Hi, Pete. All right. Hey, hey, Johnny. Larry is just telling uh, how the story came to be. So let him finish that, and then we'll we'll pop in and ask you some questions about this too, Johnny. All right, go ahead, Larry.
3: Well, you know, I mean, we had obviously been setting this story up. Uh, I think the episode before Andrea has the, uh, the dream, which was my wife's dream about being lost in the forest. And you hear this baby crying and, and you can't find it. You can't find it. And And she had this, it was a recurring dream. And then finally the dream ends, she finds the baby. It's a tiny, perfect baby that fits in her hand. And that became kind of like a premonition dream, even though, you know, I don't really necessarily believe in these things, but that's what it was. And so, Dan Adius did that in the episode before. and That was kind of good. Now we have the baby born and then you have all the Terry you want to celebrate. It's the birth of a baby, but you don't know if it's going to live. Yeah. And, and all that in this episode, uh, you know, I had for, forgotten what had happened. I mean, so a lot of the Mark Damon part was really, you know, seen through my eyes. So I, I thought Mark did a wonderful job in this. And, um, But the whole thing about naming the baby, do you want to name it you don't just, you know, it's like, oh, it's like you're superstitious. If you name it, you know, so you don't know what to do. You're kind of caught and it's so real and you're so young. You don't understand what's going on. And for me, it was the writer's strike of 1981. I just started breaking in and we were on strike. And so literally the LA Times had a huge picture of it because it was the smallest surviving baby at that time. And I was on strike and it was a good human interest story. But it was terrifying. And, and this episode plays nicely as they worked itself through, uh, the, the end being that they put the name of the baby on the incubator and that kind of, you realize that they're really in it. And I wanted to ask Jessica and Chuck, the name Hannah, I suspect was from Jessica because it means hope. It's kind of a, uh, did you know, was that you, Jess? Was that Steve? Was it Chuck? I'm,
6: I'm guessing that it was me, but I don't know. And I-, I think it was that I had a premonition that my son would marry a woman, and, Hannah, a pro- right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a granddaughter whose name I mean, is Donna, so, did, yeah. you know is, uh, did you know it
3: meant hope? Did you know it meant hope?
6: Oh, I I'm sure must look it up. I, I must have looked up, uh, what's the name that means hope? Yeah, right. exactly. you know, you brought that line, yeah. And
3: again, for me, we named him Johnny Mars, because Mars had strength. Because I think in the other thing, Mark has this scene where he admits to Brandon that he's really hoping it's a girl because the girls have a better chance. And it is a girl, in my case, it wasn't. We kept, whatever the number was, like the you have a thousand and one chance, we kept hitting those numbers. And it was just eerie. And- I, I was
6: so touched, Larry, by the scene in watching it again of Mark seeing all the friends and not being exuberant about the birth. He was so restrained. And I wondered how much that was what you had felt at the time.
3: It was it it was. And uh, I was Pete had asked me on the watch along did I have because then there's some really nice stuff here with um with Steve Sanders and Mark, which I had forgotten, you know, all of a sudden they had this whole afternoon together and Steve is just rises to the occasion. And I for me that was the guy who was a a guest on our show a couple of weeks ago, Art Hindle. I mean yeah. art because when the baby when Johnny was born, he was born in Santa Monica Hospital, but they couldn't handle anything that small. So he had I I had to, you know, have with the ambulance leave D. And go to the other hospital. He went to UCLA Neonatal Clinic, and uh, you know, Archis was—he was was the Steve Sanders, me, kind of getting through, getting through that time. And yeah, so I mean, just you just don't know. I mean, you just don't know where your emotions are at that point. And I thought Mark really uh, excelled, so that was a pleasure to see. Johnny, it's good to see you. He now is thirty-nine years old. And uh, what's up?
1: Hey, well, Johnny, I'm curious for you. Have you? have you seen this episode of Beverly Hills 90210 and do you, are you aware of this story and uh, the fact that it was written about, how do you feel about some of all all of that?
2: Uh, Yeah, no, I, we absolutely, uh, you know, sat as a family and and watched the episode. Um, I was very well aware uh, at the time that the story was uh, about my birth and uh, yeah, it it certainly meant meant something special to me, Um, you know, at that time, maybe something different. I, I, I was younger, um, you know, more just exciting to be a part of, you know, uh, a, a storyline on the show um, was pretty cool, just in, in general. Um, but but later on, I, I you know I've been able to see that you know for for my dad for Larry to be able to to tell that narrative um, about that birth and, and the emotions and, and the pain. Clearly, this is beyond, you know, memories that I'm capable of, but um, what I can take into account is how scary and horrifying it must have been. Um, And then also uh, exciting um, to be able to, you know, see me come out on the other end of it. So um, very cool. You know, it was, uh, we felt good. I I remember, you know, I could, I have a, a picture in my head of, you know, maybe this must be in the dream scene of, of andrea holding the baby and uh you know i i can you know i can hear i can see my mom and dad also speaking to me in regards to it about you know probably something about i could fit in a shoebox or uh, your your fingers were the size of uh of the pinky nail i I can see that moment of watching the show um in the family room
3: yeah. I think my wife asked me, you know, cause she didn't see the baby she had with cesarean. She said, how big is he? I said, he's about the, as big as my boot.
1: Yeah. So hey, no, this is such an emotional, heartwarming story. Thank you for sharing it with us, uh, Larry. Yeah. Hey, Johnny, before we let you go, what is the cool, I think your dad is one of the coolest uh, people I've ever met. Uh, what is, what is the coolest thing about your dad, Larry Mullen? Oh man. Uh, well,
2: uh, it was quite a privilege to, to grow up and be his son and um and, and and certainly uh was was an awesome ride he uh he's fun he's creative uh you know i, I spent a lot of my childhood doing you know improv style acting <laughs> you know from the time i was you know four he was having me doing you know drills and uh, you know he was a special man he was always my coach you know and in all through athletics um you know he's uh he was always my hero I, I always um i always spoke about him as so and uh and still feel that way so uh he's uh he's a cool guy he might have let me be a, t- a little bit too cool at times but um <laughs> okay. we've we've rectified that at this point in my yeah. life but um what uh it, it was a a real privilege uh t- to grow up in and, and to be his son um and, and it meant the world to me it was it was certainly something that Um, I connected with, um, with, you know, my being and, and helped me to gain some efficacy for the world. That's
1: awesome. Uh, Linda says, Oh, Larry Mullen, you are such a sweet and sentimental guy you're a natural storyteller. So very, very beautiful stuff. Um, some quick questions, Larry, on this, on this topic that came from Patreon, sorry to plug that in the middle of something so beautiful. Um, Decorating an incubator in, in ICU, is that a real thing? Uh, it certainly was in 1981
3: when he bo- was born. And that kind of you know showed that people really were committed to the kid. Because one thing I remember as a young dad, uh, this was at UCLA, the neonatal clinic. Every time those elevator doors opened up and we came out, there was something bad that was going to be going on in that room. Someone's child was not making it something bad was going on and it was really tough. And we tried to have friendships with people there and one person committed suicide, other people. Yeah. It, it was, it was a traumatic time. Um, Cause it, you know, there wasn't as much scientific knowledge then there wasn't a survival
1: rate for under two, two
3: pounds at that point.
1: And, and Alicia Bogner wants to know how the scenes with Hannah were filmed. Was the real dreamy used for this Sure look like it. Uh we'd have to ask Michael
3: Lang that I, I wasn't so super do you remember that Chuck or Jess? Uh...
4: Oh, you find the babies. You you're it, it's really surprising. I don't think we ever had trouble casting a baby in Los Angeles. You're mm-hmm. paying money and I mean you we know, baby and, and That and everything. was a tiny little baby.
3: I know that oh, was a star shot, shot
4: and you saw hands go into it. You never saw the baby up with the live baby up, just was to access to the shot of the baby.
3: It probably that's not even gonna be mean, visual. No, The listen. illusion
6: that you were in this, what this is the great thing about my finger. What about the finger shot?
3: I know I was worried about that because she's that finger shot.
6: Me. That was like hmm.
3: but you know that's the shot I remember in the newspaper for that John. His, that, his face, that finger been, was bigger than his face. Yeah.
6: The finger mm-hmm. shot could have been a stock shot out of children's hospital. Oh if that's yeah. all. Oh.
3: Yeah, we didn't do it. Yeah, I'm mean, given film, that film we were making. also
6: faking President Clinton. That's right, Larry. It's filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we were making a movie, right. Yeah, right? That's how it works. That's right. Yeah.
1: All right. We're going to say goodbye Thanks to everybody. Thanks for reminding us, Jack. Yeah,
6: but I got to say, it's everybody, so good goodbye. we still Johnny's have really good
4: to, to see about. you. Love Jack. Good morning. I never get to see you. All right. Love you, Johnny. Take care, buddy.
1: There's still more to talk about in this episode. There's, there, we, we just uncovered a few things that are happening in this in this episode. Um, let much. me pull this this clip here and see.
4: Uh... We're not even in my plots yet. <laughs> that's <laughs> why right. there were the so carnival, much, that's the three writers. Right? Three writers exactly. All right, let's yeah, go.
1: Let's the start at the, the basics. The carnival. We you kind of talked a little bit of this when Brian was with us, Chuck. Tell me about why and how we got to this to the carnival. Mind you, we got the Dylan thing to talk about. We've got the you know the Brenda thing. She's leaving, so there's multiple things. Kelly in Washington. So much is happening. Claire in this dream uh, with Dina Meyer or uh, Lucinda. So let's start with the uh, the the carnival, carnival itself. Yeah.
4: Um. Well, it was reminding Larry that UCLA had an incredible carnival on their grounds where the soccer stadiums where the soccer fields are just right by. And Pauley Pavilion, um, you know, really was just being built. And the whole, there wasn't a track stadium. It was a perfect place to have a car where every, and, and the Greek system was huge at UCLA at the time in the sixties, in the mid sixties and every frat and every sorority at a booth. And if you were 13, 14, 15, and you went to Beverly Hamilton University uni Fairfax you had Santa Monica you had to go to this yeah and so yeah. it was a really a cultural thing it lasted a weekend and uh, and and Larry reminded me that it ultimately got replaced by a reggae you know when when, when the Greek system eroded that I guess in the 70s they, they had a reggae festival always there, with, there yeah,
9: for the, and, and, and it
4: was always a fundraiser for a camp the summer camp all those universities Cal camp always has um, you know, stuff and that you, you know, we, we were by the fact that we, we were always doing charitable acts in our show in the Greek system, even in high school. So that it fit into that. But what a big profile we have no, it the means we unbelievable. A lot of it.
6: At all, yeah, we, what was great, Chuck. What watching it again was the money that was spent. I'm going for the money right now. We, we Stand finally came to <laughs> you know,
4: for, for four effing years, I said, Why can't we just make a normal show with a normal budget and a normal amount of days? And they let us do it in this because it was the end of the year and it was a huge, you know, Larry is, has made reference to this. Maybe you have two, Jess, over our conversations. But sweeps really mattered in the 90s. Right. It, 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 in fact, it was what held the network system together. Was the, and and, and a, a system, by the way, we were talking about in the mid-90s that was fraying not at Fox, but at other networks. Network relationships between the network itself and the satellite, the front, the stations and all the different <laughs> that carry their programming know was more important to the viability of the of the network in the 70s and 80s than it was in the 90s but it was very important in Fox we tried really hard they were giving us two hours and also you know um because of the way that we produced our shows because of what our overhead was and, and just everything else we had a lot of capital that we had saved in year four to be able to spend and we still came in very far under budget in, uh, for year four, probably more than any other season that we did. Quite
9: frankly,
3: mm. um, Michael
6: really sold the set too. And okay. when he shot through the carousel, it was that was yeah, such a cool shot. shot. Yeah, and and it, 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 we really got a sense of the scope and the fact that he shot in day and night. Yes, yes. and Ferris it, it wheel was great. It was a Ferris wheel. It was really, it was very good use There's of money. Be-
4: very creative uh, things that he did that way. And even the fact of, you know, they borrowed from all sorts of carnivals, you know, I, you know the mines on stilts and right. different things like that. And and Larry pointed out one of the things that really was very cool, and you don't see it in the same way today. And you, it's just people dancing and not dancing to I'm dancing because I'm, you know, that in, in a very with a lot of sexual moves and innuendo and you know you're in a, a bar and no oh, this was just kids dancing outside to that old time rock and roll or this right, so, which
1: was so, so cool yeah and,
4: and and all of that it you know the one thing that interested we, we, we you know it it what we did with it it was you know and also we set i think we set stuff up in 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 the, that you saw the tensions you saw the stuff you talked about it but you didn't see it lay out. So in one sense, I thought at a certain point, like, oh, come on, Donna. Why, you know, you it, it's a one note thing. You're so scared. Just like, like Brenda and Kelly were talking to her. Come on. You know, it's its the way it is with guys and just trying to be more realistic about it. But, um, you know, it's set up for that kind of tension. And, and I think you find that in, in the, the stuff with Mr. Walsh in Washington. You find it certainly in Dylan's story. Um, you know that stuff is set there, and and probably more in Dylan's story than the other two to be able to look back yes. and go, "Oh my God, they set this this you know and didn't realize as it was going forward." Yeah, but that, I do oh, feel nice
3: that stuff the, there the
4: and park the park. carnival gave us a place to be, to leave, to come back to, to be part of, yeah. and then of course the big concert at the uh, end. Brian Green laughed at me, Jessica, when I brought up the turtles. <laughs> no. it's,
6: it's, it's now.
3: Yeah, I don't think he knew them, Chuck. I think he, he was thinking you were talking about Mutant uh, Ninja Turtles. I don't think he, it, it uh, flashed <laughs> but on uh, him. Fans,
6: um, if you don't know
4: the song, uh, Happy to you, Together. The, I mean, that I sounds okay, but Some Girls is the best. It's the best. Hold up. Uh, Skinners should have done a cover, Larry.
1: Now the other thing that's happening here is the the you know you'd kind of talked about it Chuck the when we've talked about it before uh this we did a whole episode about Noli um, and and uh Carrie and uh Suzanne or whatever and Erica and the whole the, the whole money thing. I got to talk to Noli this week and we rewatched this episode and her scenes in it so I'm going to play that clip that and then um I want to ask you about that storyline and finally paying that off. So here is that clip of me and Noli, and you can do this on Patreon with us. First, I want to ask you what you remember about Mm -hmm. shooting uh, this episode.
5: Um, I think I remember mostly shooting at the carnival for a week. That was really fun.
1: Um, And I remember last time we talked, you you told us that uh, you and Shannon got to spend a lot of time hanging out at this carnival, right?
5: Yeah, I think that I got to spend more time with a variety of the characters um, that week. And just when we had some free time, we got to hang out at the carnival, which was
1: awesome how many takes takes does that take (laughs) You, uh, you I mean
5: that was one of the things where like when we weren't filming I was uh practicing it and I got pretty pretty good at it I think Shannon was doing it too um yeah it didn't take that many after once you once I got the hang of it yeah it was pretty easy
1: all right, then they then they throw this they throw this at you here. This is something that I think everybody sort of remembers, you know. The big, you're going to write a note. Do you remember doing this?
5: Yeah, I remember shooting that scene, and I remember um, we. I feel like we did that scene in like less than an hour. Right. Like quick.
1: It seems very easy to shoot, but you know, in, in these sets, who knows? <laughs>
5: well, we were actually in the bathroom too, so we weren't on set.
1: Um, So we're at whatever airport it was. It was the bathroom of that airport.
5: We had to do it
1: real quick. That's what I remember. No, Noli is is always uh, so wonderful. Uh, I love talking to her. You can watch all of that if you are a member of our Patreon. It's such a big help to the show if you uh, do that. Chuck and I are doing a very cool interview with... um, Jill Henkel, who I mentioned earlier, and also uh, Tom Victor, we're going to talk about this local locations and put making the carnival and all that stuff. So.
4: And we should explain one thing to our you know, more you know production business oriented same group, is that we always would have a production meeting about what we were going to be doing in the episode. but it started, and that was the big one with all the but you also started one with the key people. Well, they were the key people. So Jessica, Larry, we had lots of meetings with them in in the beginning of the process of doing an episode and also that, uh, excuse me, prepping an episode and then also finishing that right before production in the final production meeting, as it were. And we were so far ahead, quite frankly. And again, one of the things that, that makes it that we could focus on things that an episodic show that did 32 episodes probably didn't have the right to even having to be done, but we did get so far ahead. I I remember it just, but by the time we got to the, even in the prepping, they were already putting the stuff together. By the time we got to the production meeting, it was pro forma. There was very little open for discussion by then, whereas we've all been in uh, production meetings where, what, the profanity starts after about five minutes and people (laughs) are screaming at each other and,
6: We'll talk about it later. You <laughs> know sidebar that. Yeah, we'll we'll down sidebar, a sidebar that later. Right. Yeah. But yeah, on the other shows, on our show, you're really right. And yeah. the part of the division of labor for Steve Wasserman was that I did pre-production and he did post-production right, exactly. when, we, when we worked together. And, you were involved, um, involved with casting
4: in any episode, not even one's. That you didn't, you know, writers were usually involved, but you two both like casting. You'd come to casting a lot.
6: Yeah, I did a lot, uh, and
4: I, I like casting too, and was obviously involved in it. But if I was more on the post side. And yeah, that, but, you, I, but, but I did a lot doing, of the
6: casting stuff, and, and I, I did, did a lot of the meeting with the department heads and Molly. I spent an awful lot of time with Molly, and and um, talking about wardrobe and and Jill as well. And you know, it was it, it, yeah, it was fun. And, and Tom was the for one. Time. We
4: didn't. he didn't know if we could do anything until Tom said, "Yeah, we can do this." Tom was the one, and he had to get it into the budget too, because gee, we were from the spelling company, you know. I mean, so you know, he and it's required the people in the keys to they submit a budget, and the budget has to be approved, has to come in, and that's a big part of these guys' life. So we'll talk about that tomorrow, Pete. Huh?
7: Yeah. Hey,
3: that yeah. Noli thing was great, though, by the way. I just oh, so, lovely, so lovely sure. to see her and to have her her her, her take on these things. That, you know, she has such a unique view of the show.
1: Yeah, we had a really, no, I really appreciate her coming on. That's just she's so fantastic. sweet. Yeah, she's she's down to do whatever we want to do with her. She's just to nice. to 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 hang out with us. Um so talk about that storyline, Chuck, because we're gonna pay that off. And I just people are messaging or in the comments, we're gonna talk about Brenda and we're also gonna Save talk about end. Kelly and Brandon. Yes, we're gonna yeah, because we're, show the show <laughs> starts with Brandon Brandon. It's
4: gotta end with Brendan Brandon,
1: right? Exactly. So, um, but let's talk about this and this storyline with Dylan. I mean, it's so beautifully done. I looked at back with Noli this week and I said, I can't believe I didn't see it coming now that I've seen it so many times, you know, but uh, you did a masterful job with this and putting this all together. Um, What were you thinking? I'm curious when you were going to pay this off. You knew this had to be the episode that it, you were going to pay it off. Right. Mm-hmm, oh, of course.
4: And I was saying to to Larry uh, yesterday, just in in responding to me um, seeing the the parts of the episode, but even before going back to see it, you know what I remember a lot is that scene that we filmed in like a brunch after their wedding, <laughs> and the and there's the buffet yeah. and the group out there. It's the first time the they, the two guys talk about the business and how. In particularly this episode, they just the word "family" and what it means is used to manipulate. And you know, really, as, as someone who also went into some ventures that were regrettable to me, I know that idea that it it, it 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 everything is presented to you that it you know that that you know makes it seem this you know we this is so much I don't think so, but you think well maybe we can and it's and and that litmus whether Dylan McKay starts his thing um, saying to James Eckhart, you know, or, or to, you know, I'm not a greedy man, but yeah. the, the, the fact is timeout. Yes, you are. And mm-hmm. when greed and big money is in part, part of something and you feel that, yes, I've got, and especially once you've tasted the life of money, you want to sustain it. I mean, look at David Perdue in Georgia, for God's sakes. Once you're rich, you know, that's what you want to be and you want to have, I'll do anything to get richer. What do you do? This is, so I I felt sorry for them in that scene uh, and watching it because I, uh, today, because I knew, oh, this is what this means. This is what's going on right here. But in terms of our core audience watching this, an hour and 25 minutes They leave the bank. He walks to Suzanne and that's the first time you realize that for eight months there's been a scam going
9: on.
4: And we scammed the viewers. And as I've said before, and Jess was in the room, Larry was in the room, particularly Jess was in the room in that moment. I assured Aaron Spelling that when we got to this point, nobody would see it because he thought they're going to know their cons and it's going to be a grift. And I said, no, no we'll work really hard to neutralize that. And we did. And you put in moments at the peach pit Mm -hmm. and this and the boyfriend and and you built slow. We weren't in any hurry. We just knew we had to back. And usually when you do a story arc, and Jess and Larry, I don't know if this is true for you, but for me, you back time it. I can take this out to this episode, what happens going backwards being sure. more important yeah, we'll
3: we definitely, definitely did i mean but noly have you have them the grifters using a child manipulating yeah. you a child as part of it is so low that's what's great about it i, I didn't realize that right. at the time but it's really despicable <laughs> so that no, was okay. you, and, you, and the great thing right. was uh, jess you remember this check uh, you remember carrie did not know it was a, so that's what's so great about her performance she had no idea it was this right, yes. idea
5: she had
6: no idea <laughs>
1: Right, it's insane.
6: And we did that a lot too. You know, Valerie Waldman had no
4: idea that we envisioned her always to be the girlfriend from the FBI. She had no idea until I called her up as she was driving to do the scene and say, guess what? Guess who you work for, for the next episode? You know, <laughs> well, and, and, you you know because that's the only way to get it fun on these things you yeah. don't want to reveal. And we had a problem with 90210, and Jessica I know remembers this, is that our... Our scripts and stories would end up in the in Entertainment oh. Weekly or wherever else they get funneled off. We had a hard time keeping our our story arcs under wraps.
1: Well, they certainly would go to Melrose. The other thing that you do b- beautifully in this, Chuck, is because we're—I've been watching a lot of the Christmas episodes for uh, for next week. You know, we have the, our big Christmas party, so don't forget about that. Make sure you're super all and super. And deluxe.
4: Jessica, I promise you, there will be at least one Hanukkah scene. <laughs> I promise
6: you. Hey, Jews write the best Christmas because,
1: shows. That's for sure. But, because we
6: got the when I got up, with and up. Shira and and you know and Avery <laughs> and Karen.
4: We got the and Shira's in the shots too. So Chuck did you know, hang, we're, we're gonna be did you hang you
3: stockings. Here. Did you hang stockings up as a kid? Did you hang No, no up? Karen. Karen did. Did you hang stockings up, Jess?
6: No, there was a couple of years though where we did have a tree.
3: We hung stockies up as a kid, you know.
4: Well, we hung it up for our kids. It's like because a religious like to you.
3: Like oranges and, and walnuts. We
4: hung it up for our kids because Karen did. did. And finally, the kids, like, especially led by Lindsay, went, Mom, what you wish, get this stuff out of <laughs> <laughs> um, My family, though, was very celebratory of Christmas. I think we were talking about this the other day. Because my dad was a prominent doctor, and doctors' patients gave gifts my dad would get fifty gifts, and if we would can guess what is in there, uh, except for booze, we got to keep it. And then by the oh, time I'm older, great. we got to keep the booze too. Oh, I think it's Cuddy Sark, Dad. Okay. <laughs> you
1: know, well, okay. I bring up Christmas because you—that's uh, you, a,
3: you, a good scene, Chuck. Held it somewhere.
1: You you uh, uh the fam the, the grifters, you know Kevin, Suzanne, and Erica at Christmas, and they show up in in there's really, it's really, it was really well done because there's no way to believe that these people would show up on Christmas. You feel like it's a part of the Christmas storylines that are going on for that particular episode. There is no way that you can ever see it coming because of particularly bringing it in in Christmas. So I
4: guess that's right. That's season four. And it's that heartwarming moment, Jess, you know, where they get to go to Disneyland and you think that's going to be it. But no, it gets a little more complicated and a little more complicated. And then we and then the secret, of course, and probably one of the reasons it does work. It was effective because we did so many episodes. We could lay a dormant for four or five episodes. So yes. it's not on the forefront. And, you and you know, you really look at the great shows who use serialization. Um, I'm talking about Mad Men, Sopranos. And a few others. Those are the two I were big fans in. And there'd be an episode with characters, and then there wouldn't be anything with the same characters till five episodes later. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, and that was, yeah. And it gave you that you know time the time that passed on. So i um, glad you like it. Glad it holds up. I, I feel good about it. Watching it was a highlight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ratings were huge. Uh, thank you.
1: All thank you. right. I'm going to play a little Christmas ad for the show. Next <clears throat> week. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about Brandon going to Washington, and we're going to talk about brenda leaving the show i'm particularly interested in hearing from jessica klein on this topic because we've never heard from her on this topic uh shannon leaves the show and of course uh there's that amazing scene with brenda and and dylan so here's a christmas ad. when we come back from that ad we're going to talk all about those couple of things
0: so, it's the most 90210 time of the year. And Dar, I'm a meeting here. Pete, I
1: really am, a Claire. And
0: Larry, here. want to celebrate with you. As the Beverly Hills 90210 show brings you the Christmas party. First off, we're going to be talking about Steve Sanders going to find his birth mother with I'm Steve. That's right. Ian Zeering, aka Steve Sanders himself, will be with us to talk about his compelling Christmas storyline in Walsh Family Christmas. And if that's not enough, joining the party will be...
2: I just want to make it clear, they did not learn this in honors, English.
0: Mark Tiley, a.k.a. Gil freaking Myers. Plus, leading us in some tunes will be none other than Jamie Walters. To top that off, Mrs. Teasley, a.k.a. Denise Douse, will be joining us. And of course, no holiday party will be complete without a visit from the Walshes. Plus, you know by now, anything and everyone is possible. Join us Wednesday night, December 23rd, from 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, live at BeverlyHills90210Show.com. It's the most wonderful zip code of all time. Seriously.
1: All right. So make sure you come back next week. It's going to be amazing. Gil Myers, I still can't get over that. And Jamie Walters, uh, it's going to be really, really awesome. And props to Melanie Rose for helping us track down Gil Myers. That was a a task in itself. All right. um, Let's talk about Brenda. Shannon Doherty is leaving the show. Uh, Jessica, as one do you of you want to do
4: that? Well, I thought you were saving that one for the last one. You want okay, to that fine, one? All right. Fine.
1: Save, save idea, the best for last. So. There you go for right. your Brenda fans. All right. Uh, Brandon yeah. is going to Washington, D.C. Uh, to do this thing with Bill Clinton. Talk to me about this concept, Chuck.
4: That is a rose in a wet dream course um i uh i worked in washington i worked in congress i was there in 1973 while senate watergate was going on uh and it was great and i really you know always was imbibed with political stuff as you guys know only too well but um and and the idea being that you could you know that here's brandon walsh this this all-american kid from minnesota and while it's far-fetched for the fact that he would be shaking the president's hand in the same way that the president had shaken JFK's hand, there still is this notion of that there is, and and you could feel it in the 90s, a lot easier than now, quite frankly, that there was continuity in the institutions, in the entertainment, in the functioning of, of our society, quite frankly, and that education mattered. And you know, I think that we really created an an interesting, you know, Brandon, um, and getting all that kind of praise from, I really like that moment when he, when he's actually just given the speech and people are, he's walking out and people are praising him. Um, but I want to say something, uh, in praise of our director, just for a second, uh, Michael Lang, who unfortunately couldn't be with us, but, um, and, and it, it, you know, when Brandon arrives for the first time in Washington, D.C., and he walks in and, he, and he's in a suit, he's taking the red eye, leaving Andrea, he walks over, he's headed to the chancellor, and he walks right past, not realizing that Claire is in the shot. But mm. if you're looking at the shot, you can see Claire, and you walked right Ooh, by cool. Michael did things like that up and down the board. There was one other one I want you guys to all go back in. I felt really like I was like Shelly Reinstein or, <laughs> or, um, you know Sherry Weiss, hello Sherry, you know, or, or or Jen, um, any of you guys, because I saw something. I actually stopped the tape and went back and looked at it. So, when the gang is first all together at the hospital, and and Kelly walk does a walk across and has to cut in front of Brandon, she touches his thigh, she sees moving by now, you know. It Good. showed that they had something there and this and Brandon needed reactors. And there were touches like that all through this. Mm-hmm. And of the, course, on the overhead
6: said, of the loudspeaker, it was paging Dr. Klein. I heard that.
4: When Brandon great. also I want to point out when Brandon was up there uh waiting to shake uh Bill's hand, the 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 Young woman he's standing next to is somebody who you see all the time on Beverly Hills 902 and 0. Uh hmm. I unfortunately don't remember her name as I'm I'm sitting here right now. But it was it's Brenda Standin. <laughs> it's the you who know, always was the standin. Standins are there every single moment of every single scene. And so because of that, you know, you play an extra, you play this, you get that. Yeah, and because she was, such, you know, the family. She always got the good. You know, a she the bug got
1: above camera stuff. You know? Uh Dina says, Love, Larry, Chuck, Pete, and Jessica. They're the best part of 2020. Wow, what a what a what a very nice compliment. I don't think it gets any better than I that. I really
4: appreciate that. I would add appreciate LeBron you. James, Corey Seeger, Joe Biden, Harris, and my <laughs> granddaughter, but these guys are up there too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I, I was like my dog Yoshi.
9: <laughs> I my dog. I my, my oh,
1: yeah. I I throw them on that yeah. list as well um in 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 all of jill's pictures today there is I, I kept going like oh my god it's brenda oh my god it's and it's the stand in through <laughs> in all of the all the photos oh yeah yeah anyway so then uh larry i wanted to share this picture um i'm surprised you guys you got a bill clinton but uh, you didn't ask your buddy to, to, come, to come to the show, uh, uh, this is Larry yeah. with his college buddy, who happens to be the former president of the United yeah. States. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I started, you know, we, we went to uh, Georgetown School of Foreign Service class of 68. <clears throat> I didn't uh, graduate from there because I, the war was going on. So I left after uh, two years, but I was always friends with Bill and uh, continued a friendship when he became the governor of Arkansas. And, uh, you know, never imagined that this poor kid from uh, a, a brothel town in Arkansas would become president, though he told us he was going to become president. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's a great delight that Chuck had this uh, this vision of it. And all that was really true. That picture that he talks about was a picture in his dorm room at Georgetown that he when he was a member of a, what was called Boys Nation. And they got to go to Washington, same way Brandon got to go to Washington with the task force. Mm. And there was a picture. I'm sure he shook. I'm sure JFK shook a lot of hands. It wasn't just that one but uh that's the, that was the kind of thing uh, chuck had in his mind and uh, and i knew it to be authentically true so, and one that, thing yeah, i like
4: yeah one thing i really like about how it is too, how how then um kelly played off of it and and you see it almost all through season 5 she liked being with a powerful Guy, yes, you know,
8: like in your world,
3: man. I that, yeah. Oh, she she yeah. had met yeah. with Claire right. and uh, yeah. Lucinda, she you know, she had ended up on top of,
1: right. the, of, of right. the pyramid. I'm,
4: I had forgotten that Jason, uh, Brandon finally relented and gave Claire a really good kiss at the act break. So good, thank god, we thank needed god. that. God. What were you doing because she's so adorable? Yeah. Yeah. I have to so ask adorable. you
3: a question, I Chuck. Oh, Chuck. My my question. I have a question. When we have that great sequence where Brandon is with Kelly, and you know you you invoke the uh, the Capra stuff, and the camera pulls back, and the yeah. way, how come they don't kiss? Beats me. I thought it was. Beats me. Number. I
4: don't know, Mister Director. I don't have the script in front of me, but the Capra moment you... would have been a kiss. I a so like, oh. question about it.
3: Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to you know write Michael for that question,
1: uh, Chuck. There's also a fun northern exposure line in here. Oh, yeah, Yeah, Unga yeah, yeah. I, wrote, I, wrote I actually, I,
4: I actually used Unga It was in my episode of uh, the Russian flu. I had it in there because Unga talking is, uh, and it's a great thing. It really is a very, and I used it. And I, and, I, and by the way, I knew about Unga before Northern Exposure because when I was a TV movie writer, I was a CBS movie I did that was set in Alaska. And basically, it's the tribal thing. And, and what it basically means, sorry, I'll, I'll use my, most, you know, profane vanity here. It means you can have sex with
3: anyone. Yeah,
4: you have to say
1: more. It doesn't you to matter. It's like a like but it's actually And
6: what's the, you know what, word for threesome? Because that was what I can't believe that we saw on this show. She at at that time,
1: I am really surprised right. by that too. Yeah, well,
4: and
3: then the
1: payoff. Know, the payoff. Kelly because it was, and just, walking yeah, because
6: in and it was
4: titillating, like and he, <clears throat> and he runs off with Kelly, and mm-hmm. it was only a dream sequence. You know, we had gotten away from dreams. Only like a dream sequ-
9: sequence. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: Whoa, we well we had gotten no-
4: away from it. You know, we really had. We there was so much looking back at the season one. To extend season two,
6: how much we use
4: dreams and things like that. And that we moved away from that. And so I to have one here. Was the
6: hands under the table, that was no, right. that was no dream sequence either. No, that that, was, was, very, that was very that was very steamy. That was, was Steve. Was Wasserman, I believe. I was just no, gonna say this was Steve Wasserman. Yeah, Jessica and I just took notes on that one. He was telling me. I, us mean, that I remember bad. I remember uh <laughs> I remember the three of us in my house and we, and I sat there typing away and I and I there, there were moments that I know were that were I wrote because they were lines that I'd lived through um, and there were moments that scene at the at the dinner table at the lunch or dinner when the people in Washington are talking about the Phillips gallery and all this. This was at the time that Steve was really obsessed with the art. And he he had done all that research and he put that in. It was all real. And it was just right.
3: Yeah. And interestingly course.
6: enough, I have been to the Phillips
4: mm-hmm. and I've been to Custis Lee and the Phillips. Every time I go back, even you know, I try. It's up in Dupont Circle. It's not one of the Smithsonian's. It's an incredible small collection. It's it's beautiful. And the Custis Lee Mansion, arguably, is the most boring place I've ever been, except Jefferson Davis's home in Richmond. They so so that I the extremes. So you know, we really we really got in there, and I loved it. that they called it the Curtis, uh, <laughs> it's it's not the Curtis Lee. I you Can't even remember the name. You know.
1: Chuck, do you think we Larry and I when we watched it we did a watch along on Patreon, do you think that those were stunt hands, or do you think uh Claire and Lucinda and Jason were th- those hands under the table? I think so. Oh, I think it was, yeah. oh, it was, it think was their hands. Hands. We, no, we no hands. hands.
6: We wouldn't pay for extra no,
3: hands. No,
4: no, what was that? That was no, that was that's
1: that was a Stephen question. Cattle insert team. Yeah, um, I also love Chuck, the line is the Northern and exposure I'm sure they line. all
6: like doing it.
1: <laughs> the Northern Exposure line that's so funny is that um, Lucinda, Clara says, um, I'm surprised, but you know, I thought you would hear this on Northern Exposure, and Lucinda says, you will now, which I just... <laughs> 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 no it was a great, yeah, I picked that up, that too. That was my,
4: my dig to the guys. Yeah. Well, you know, the night that, it, it kind of affected me for five years, the night that Northern Exposure got its star treatment from the Museum of Television and Radio, which used to be at the L.A. County. And it was a big, big deal to be invited in this. And Northern was doing it, and they were showing my episode. Mm. They wanted to show a different episode, but it wasn't ready in time. So they had to use mine. And I'm there with the associate producer. We have finished our first season. And what he said to me is,
7: God, yeah, your show, it's really,
4: you know, it's the Brady Bunch. And I, we are just... We're done, isn't it romantic? And and, and all these different. So we did the Brady Bunch. What is? Right. It? But you know, I I realized that that and and from that moment on, that is how establishment critical establishment saw us, yeah. and it really didn't matter what we did. We were working for Aaron Spelling, and we had good looking cast. It didn't it didn't matter in that, and you know, it left the scar tissue that uh, lasted and really until uh. I met uh, Sherry, quite frankly, because I didn't nine hundred two one zero. I called. I think Jessica remembers it. Larry certainly remembers it. You know what I used to call it? The zip code thing. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It was a check that came to me, and thank you, and you know it. It, it you know it was it was hard. It was hard to rebound uh, yeah. us writers off of that.
1: So, a couple um, more things on this Washington stuff. Uh, this is Bill Clinton. It's. Uh, you know, casting a Bill Clinton is that a, is that a hard thing to do? I don't uh, know. It was
9: just called,
6: a, I remember you know at in. that time there were people who were lookalikes.
3: <laughs> no. Yeah, always lookalikes. The agency that guy would be very much in demand. He'd be yeah. probably doing like working like five days a week.
6: Yeah.
1: And then the other thing is, um, we do see Brandon and Kelly together. This is a long build of many, you know, a long time of people wanting to see this, and you finally paid this off. I guess for each of you, how important was it to start building? Uh, this relationship I'll start with Jessica on that
6: well it was important because we knew where it was going
1: Mm -hmm. and
6: um, you know this is Lane this is we knew it was a big deal this was a sweep story and um, it was interesting too because Kelly was the one who took the initiative She's the one who flew herself there and got, you know, got on that plane and made the move, and it could have gone bad, and um,
4: and I love that she got Andrea's permission.
3: I was I thinking the same think thing. Yeah. I had forgotten that scene where the both of them had both wanted Brand. And she said, "Go for it." Yeah, that was great. Yeah, because
4: I, I wondered right then she was thinking, yeah. you know, if you could get me out of this hospital bed, I would go with you. You know, it was. it was really
6: nice. There was some really
9: nice. Yeah.
6: Yeah. It was really nice. And and I really, I love the moment when Claire and Lucinda see Brandon wa- walking out with Kelly and realize yeah. they've been bested by her. And it it, it was really good. Yeah. It was really good because our, our regular, our heroine Kelly wins. Yes. And, but at the same, but by the same token, we're also setting up Claire Arnold, uh, very gracefully, because she's going to become really important. Yes, and
4: we sure knew that. But I also, you, you know, when, you. I watch these, when, I watch, <laughs> when I watch these, I, I take down notes and I circle things that I want to bring. And that line, you know, would be one of my favorite lines, which you're talking about, Jess, where um, where Claire says, think we've been had. And, and Lucinda's response is, no, actually, we haven't. have and and I thought that was that was like banter, you know? And that yeah. just didn't, you know, rise to the top. People were focusing because they're not looking at that. They're not listening for that. But uh, well, sure, we had guys- three
6: Northern exposure writers who wrote that script. So yeah. <laughs> even I had done one too that first season. So there we were right. with right. our humorous, our dramedy skills, Chuck, right at the ready.
3: You know that oh, Dina good. Meyer. That Dina Meyer has had to give a line like that too. She really has such he a great. So quality. can I just
6: say, how she was so gorgeous. Yes. And when she when she gets in the elevator with the academic Dean, Dean
3: Trimble, Dean Trimble.
6: with Trimble. and she's got a little midriff showing. Yeah. I thought wow that was a little risque this for this professor. Yeah,
3: it's open here. It's open yes. here too. And then yeah, it's got that hole. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, you yeah, should have asked Molly about really
6: that.
4: hot yeah. yeah, Pete, why didn't you invite her to come to the show? <laughs>
1: Yeah, Yeah, she 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 really doesn't like phone calls, so don't don't go down that road. Not everyone has a great;
3: most people do have wonderful memories of the show. Some people obviously think it's a third rail or a
1: toxic uh, memory for them. Yes, well,
4: yes, especially when the producers sue you if you won't come on the set.
1: Yeah, so and we'll get into that. She's gorgeous.
4: That's why we wanted her on the set, but she didn't want to be there.
1: All right, we have to. We have to get a movie
4: for uh, Caracol
1: we have oh, to get to no, this. to no, no, play a scene. Wonderful people. Um, exactly. Lucinda, Dina Meyer, come on the show, please. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I we, promise forgive,
4: you. we forgive.
1: Yeah, yeah. forgive and forgive. Thank for It's the holiday season. All right, here. This this we have to talk about this. Dylan, I love you. I've never stopped loving you. And I know now I never will.
7: I'll applaud you from afar
8: want more than your applause I won't be gone forever Dylan give me something to come back to
1: Sarah says this scene was everything. I felt the same way. All right. So we've talked about it with you guys before that Shannon was leaving. I want to get to Jessica's uh, thoughts on that process of Shannon leaving the show. We'll start there. And then we'll talk about how wonderful this scene is.
6: Okay. So I can't give you any input into this because I was, uh, too low in the totem pole at that time to have had anything to do with it. I knew what was going on, but I wasn't um, privy to the discussions that led to it, right, Chuck? This was you.
4: The daily discussions, you mean? That would yeah. go on in Aaron's office for an hour and a half.
6: Yeah, I wasn't they involved were, in that. that. Was
4: very, it was difficult, and, it, and it's, it's not fair. It was a long time ago, and there were a lot of things going on. But boy, I don't know about you guys, but I see this and I go, Oh, gosh, and I'll call her Brenda. Why did what you made it to this last episode to drive with we Give 150 million, all your everything, and make us really regret what we have to do because
9: well,
4: it was a well, bad shit away from the summer.
3: She could have come back, really. It
4: was, yeah, was really toxic, guys. It was toxic.
6: This wait, had so, to
4: what, end. what and, really and strapped- she rose and did great work as we've talked about from the. From, from all the Ray Randolph stories and her in that last scene is so she's the perfect Brenda she's she's just she looks great she's age she's not yeah. a high school kid she's a young woman i want it i want to be a star and i want you and you know
6: there's I a woman who really, knows what
4: she wants
6: you know i was really uh, as a as a writer and as a as a fan now looking at you are I was amazed by a couple of things in this episode. One, how awful her wardrobe was. Mm. There were some scenes where it was so bad, like at the at the fair at the you know, oh at, yeah the, the at, carnival at the carnival, and but it would it played up her innocence. Yes, and it was it was she was just she was being played as a regular girl, it wasn't and that was I thought it helped sell the character, even though. Um, if she didn't particularly look that great. And that was testament, I think, to the fact that she w- she came to play at the end. So it's like all those times that she didn't. She did here. She delivered. And that that last scene, she sold it so beautifully. And I really loved the scene. I loved her talking about how her parents looked at Brandon and they'd never looked at her that way and how she looked at them looking at him in the scene in the Walsh living room watching TV. It was beautifully shot and she acted it beautifully. It was fabulous. What I was surprised by was Dylan didn't give it back. I don't think. And I mean, the lines weren't written for him to give it back. She says, I love you. And he doesn't say, I love you back. And when he says, "I'll be applauding you from afar," I know I must have written that because a boyfriend said that to me, and it's like I heard that in life, and I wrote that down. And, but and but he didn't look at her the way she looked at him at that moment, and it made me sad for her. It you know it was real. It felt she felt real to me. What about and, the last
3: line? Did you write the last line, Jess? Uh, give me something to come back to.
6: Ah, uh, you know. I I must have. I'm thinking I must have, but I didn't like that one. I like oh, the other no, one. I, I didn't like oh, it. Oh, I I
3: love, that I love, I love that, love that just, That's that's Maybe, a
4: lot. You, know, <laughs> you wrote. Give me a reason to come back, and I think it. The word the reason to come back to. Yeah, you know. So
6: give me something to come back to, and it was. Uh, what was what was great there. about it is we, it felt like a like a line from a war movie, and. Um, I like, I mean, I liked it. I just, I don't, that one doesn't resonate in my head that I typed that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I, there are, there, one of the great things about this experience guys and I really appreciate it is there is no sense in any of this as I did that, you did that. I, this is all a we uh, effort and, I don't, most of it's because I don't remember anything, but I, I think we all felt that this was, uh, um, this was a community effort. You know, we were a team and making a television show and we were working so hard Mm. and doing it all so quickly that, um. We ne- we sometimes didn't even get to see the pro the the fruits of all of this. So yeah, it's really. Feel it
4: about, yeah, girl, yeah. Yeah. And okay. I also agree with you. I wonder what is it about your pick pe- opinion, Larry. Why why do you think that Dylan was so? I mean, I have a, a he's, an he's answer, right but I want to hear what you have to say. Why did he perform it like that? It did. She's given a this, and he is like a. a and we've seen. Oh, it. Let me ask you a has- simple
3: question: Did he ever say "I love you" to anybody? Other than Tony Yeah, in yeah six. to her right
4: she said I love her he said that to uh Brenda I'm sure I we, we,
9: need a, we need I know. Know. we
4: need I, I we need Darren one Martin, of our experts
3: but oh, you know something looking at it now with the, that lens you're talking about uh, you know, I don't know. I don't think he wanted to let her down. Maybe maybe he didn't want to impinge on this excitement for her. That you could play it that way. You know, you got to love somebody to set him free kind of thing. We are and,
6: also leading up to the triangle uh, of Dylan Kelly Brandon, Brandon.
3: Right, Exactly. That's and that's what
6: we're all following. Year. To so, we got a year. Yeah. To come. And, and
4: remember, he too had just and uh, now thinking about it, looking at what he's coming from and and Props to the actor. He had just broken up with her father. That and, and that. knew the whole time that he was doing something that wasn't a hundred percent right. Yeah. You don't necessarily do that to your inner circle. Right. And because he didn't know much about investment, he was able to think, well, we'll just go in and walk in. We don't need the apparatus, we don't need the the paperwork or the LLC, which is a bait, which is these are basic business stuff, right? So, you know, it made them look a little foolish in this, but maybe that had something to do with it. Could because be. I think that that but one he of the her things, really
3: well, though. I mean, he kisses her big time. I mean, so the kiss, maybe well, he's just he give me something, something to come she, back to. She's so, Dylan so, McKay,
4: he's Brenda. He's like a
3: guy, he says, Yeah, come back for this, baby. Come back for kiss.
4: You did see the dreams of Dylan McKay. I mean, he I liked know. women, I, you know, that was, yeah, that was,
3: I know, you know uh, that. Well, that's, uh, that's a big chink in the uh, the Dylan-Brenda uh, story. I hadn't really realized it, you know. I have to yeah. kind of process it. So, Chuck, there's something else before we go further. Hold yes. on to this one. There's a line there that was disturbing. And it's said, uh, Dylan says to her a couple of lines before, well, why are you doing this now? You're, you're not leaving right away. She says, oh, I'm leaving. There's a lot could happen this week that could change everything. And we never see this week. There's like a lost week in the saga. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Somehow, that's the fan fiction of all times. What happened and in what that, happened week? that week?
9: Yeah.
3: Anyway, I just uh, want to throw that out. No, yeah, sure. In my
4: mind, <laughs> what would have happened since he didn't know about them being ripped off or anything like that in the beginning of the week? Oh, he. There would have there would have been a lot of sense.
3: Yeah, well, he would have got
1: well.
4: Oh, maybe. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, probably. I, probably. I, he I found can out imagine that? The next,
1: that took off. The it took next off. day okay. for Dylan, he uh, gets a, a call called. that your money's missing. And he now is mm-hmm. freaking out about what is happening with him and what how
4: happened because he had a partner, right? And the partners they co signed, the right? They were allowed to take the money out, they would not have called him because the partner did it their partnership. Well, um, but now we don't know the one You're thing we don't kidding. know is we don't know if that was his bank originally, or they go to a new bank, new bank. right? We yeah. don't know. They got the money from the Eck House world, they came to this place. And so what would have got his suspicion is if he tried to call and find out where they were and they didn't answer their phone. And maybe his first thing was something bad happened to them.
6: What I I wondered in the watching of this, and I don't remember, is did we yet know how we were starting the next season in the calendar? Did we yet know? If the see the net, if we were going to start the next season with what happened that week, or whether we were going to come back mm. and it would all have happened because we sure. wound up doing been, yes. a flashback, we all wound up been. starting yeah. right. No, I
4: had when I was first told about the double that we were going to do summer episodes. I walk was walking into Dan McDermott's office to say I want to do what what I did on my summer vacation and do right. it with the same structure. Well, okay, so we'll do it now instead, and I'll write it with Larry. So we, we, we did it that way, so but it was always intended, and and Luke was clear, you picked me up, I found out, I got no money, I haven't told anybody, and I've just been getting stoned and, and drunk in. But, but did
6: you know that already when you yes. when we shot this? I yes,
4: so. I, think so. because, I think
3: so. Because we back- okay.
6: anyway, did. Didn't, didn't David... Didn't David get the crabs from Aria, from Ariel?
3: Yes, yes that did happen. Yes, right. later on we that I'm <laughs> yes. glad we didn't that when Our Carrie was there. She might have watched a later episode. That would have
1: been terrible our yeah, friend from australia. australia so terrific to see her that was wonderful larry our friend from australia peter goldsworth kept putting crabs while carrie was with us in the oh, chat no. just could, could not put that up? Up. Uh, so, what is this, uh, let's get Kyle. michelle
3: thing here what is this thing
1: michelle okay, michelle. michelle sorry yeah it's been up for a while why did they decide to end the season with dylan and brenda and if shannon came back would you have put dylan back with uh brenda so there's a couple of good ones there
3: well, I, you know, as Chuck just said the plan The plan was going to become the next triangle. It was going to be Kelly, Brandon, uh, and Dylan. So even if she came back, which at that point she was not contracted to, uh, no. She would have been somewhere else, I think. You know, would have been, you know she would have been the wild card, I, I think. What do you think, Chuck? Jess?
6: Oh, yeah. But but down the road?
3: Oh, yeah. That's a big down, relationship. Down the I road? Be, I believe if in that one. If I
6: was, a, if I, you know, but she
4: was already involved with Charmed. I mean, yeah, Jeez. I mean that was it's was not gonna happen. It just was right, not in yeah, the card. I it just that the, the camps weren't getting along so well. The camps mm-hmm. had to have a divorce, and so it wasn't really thought of at that moment that, that no prospect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but seeing the second looks now, and especially from divas to here, you know, I really wish that we had seized that moment and mm-hmm. and been able to see that well, maybe we got some wiggle room here and maybe it's in our interest, but, yeah. you know, because, because the fact is, is that, uh, you know, uh, it just, it just, it just really had deteriorated. You know, you, got you got to try to make your call times. And, um, I actually know that one, one of our actors had a real, also in the next year had a lot of trouble making call times, but yeah. not, not, not even remotely like, like, how it was with uh shannon in that forest. that
6: i remember quite well yeah i mean and to wait
4: around to work as hard as we do and and our crews worked hard and our job to have to wait around and do this and and know was it was it because you're is it willful or because you're unhappy it's because she's unhappy yeah. I think you look at the that's what and i said this i would say it if shannon was sitting right it's clear you look at these first eight to ten episodes the first two maybe not the first two or three but maybe from from little fishes after little fishes to divas just mostly she's not that happy she she exudes it she's not doing this and yet then once that happens and she knows she's leaving and hello i'm going to go back to the 1960s she's perfect mm-hmm. so you know it it, it i think we started writing for her again and we were reticent as writers because from the management side Um, we didn't know what we would be
1: getting. you got really beautiful stuff out of Shannon in those last scenes, in those moments. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that's why fans wanted her to come back so badly. You know, it is interesting you said that you didn't think that it would happen, but you did leave that line hanging in there, um, give me something to come back to. Uh, which kind of indicates, like, well, maybe this will go back down this road at some point. Did you, was there ever a sense in your I mind? That
6: no, it was calculated. Never. We were, guys, we were using language to manipulate our audience to I say, hey. That. When I said it was calculated, exactly right. We were You're manipulating always, the like, audience. Well, maybe you got to come and, and see, you
3: know. And and we want to keep the options open also in the storytelling of it. Right. You, you know, so, you know, we always had that. And it was only going to be a just, summer. It was going to be, it was a summer program. You know, had, the so when we the pick question, up in season five, we do pick up the fact she's not coming back. That becomes and, a, a story. And point. the
4: person who asked the question about why did you end with this? Okay, so we had all these plots and they were ending. You know, the first one closes is Steve and Celeste, and then closes. You know, was it was it Andrea and and Jesse, or was it with the baby story, or was it um, Brenda you know, and Kelly, and then and it moves into Donna and David, and that one closes, and then you got Brenda and. And mean, um, excuse, you know, Kelly, Brandon, Jones, Kelly. Kelly Kelly Brandon, and then you end with this. This was the one you had to end with. Gotcha. There was no the, the part it was all finite, and what you would be ending with with Kelly and Brandon. Would have we we play that ending? What are we gonna tell our friends? We're not gonna tell them anything. That's not the same as give me a reason hmm. to come
9: back.
3: Yeah, yeah. Right now. That's just a subliminal thing. Give me a reason, viewer. Come back, come back. <laughs> Don't leave right. yeah. messaging.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dawn says, Shannon was amazing. I know everyone said Kelly was beautiful, but to me, Brenda was so beautiful. Of course, we all agree that. And I think Shannon is a beautiful person uh, today and has always been an extremely talented actor. So we're talking about something from – always like to remind everybody we're talking about 30s uh, or 20-something years ago. Uh, Larry, you have said, though, in uh, seasons after Chuck left that you did – every once in a while, throw out there. Um, I I can we reached out to Shannon. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, we had, like,
3: I think in season seven, like, Dylan, uh, oh, no, somebody, uh, Kelly goes out, she thinks she's meeting Dylan. I thought it was keeping Dylan alive. No, we've always kind of, you know, we find little messages. I think in the Unreal world, there was a, a message uh, that we it becomes part of the plot Mm-hmm. Isn't that with Brenda comes in? She sends some letter or something like something that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that. yeah. It was always, uh, cause it's a touchstone again, the fans that invested in the relationship and we knew, you know, what it would mean to them when, you know, we have the like that.
9: Yeah.
4: And I think, I think it, without criticizing anything that went on beyond five, I think it's problematic with Brandon because he, if he shares life events, where's his mother, where's his father, where's his sister. We have this close knit family. And then you couldn't, they
6: weren't together again, you know? So it was always
4: uh,
6: a hard Except one to get around. That, that was, there was a little bit that became believable as yeah. she said, my, Look at how my parents look at him. Yeah, and I- given that she's going off to make something of herself and going to a foreign country when it wasn't the same to fly from Los Angeles to London, it wasn't like going from, you know, to San Francisco. She's going far away, so it helped to sell the belie- believability why she wasn't back for holidays or whatever. Right. So that mm-hmm. and,
3: and people would visit her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
6: yeah. yeah. It's like sending uh, no. Jim and Cindy to I Hong think, Kong. I think you know, send them so like far to, away. Uh, yeah. No, yeah no, we said them to Hong Kong. Yeah, well,
3: yeah okay.
6: Hong Kong. All right,
1: go. guys. Wow, we really. I mean, That's we did crap. two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. just
4: wanted to say that. Are you sure that our Christmas <laughs> super deluxe party shouldn't be three hours?
1: I think. Wait, I, mean, hours. I think at this it's point no we just covered two hours here. Well, I think yeah. the Christmas party and is definitely going in, into- and we gave
3: short yeah. drift. It's really a terrific show. It's a great job everyone did. Jeez Louise, yeah. Some of the Claire. We didn't even mention Kathleen's work in the stage. I did
9: in terms Christmas. of the
3: kissing.
1: Well, year, I yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I love her in I love her in the robe. I think it's the cutest shot. There we go. We got oh my god. There's another
4: directing touch that Michael did. He hears the shower. Here's no what he's getting. I hear a shower. Right. I see lingerie. Oh, there's a silhouette, Claire. You know, it was it was good. It was think of the ways to do it. And maybe we wrote it. I'm sure we wrote it that way. But nonetheless nonetheless, stay so naturally that
1: it's a lot uh, of male fantasy. Uh, uh, we should wrap this, but uh, yeah, I was gonna say the craziest thing about this is if you're a member of Patreon, me, Chuck, and Larry are going into a Zoom and we're going to be talking about this even more now. So, a pizza. Uh, we will,
6: he's <laughs> a slave driver. What can I say?
3: Grab <laughs> me, me a pizza and a joint right now. I love you
6: guys. Thanks, Jess. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy
3: Hanukkah. Yeah, we've got to light the candles right now.
6: I did uh, that already. A
1: very happy Hanukkah to everybody who's uh, watching. And uh, for those in Zoom, we will be joining, the, be there in about five to 10 minutes. Give us a second here to get together. And Pretty don't cool. forget so next long. week, guys, this is going to be so much fun, the Christmas party. Jessica, are you around for the Christmas party? I don't know if I've ever invited you to that. You
6: didn't invite please. me. Well, if you'd like to invite me. Yes,
1: please. I for you for the- to the open house.
6: For the Christmas show? On, yeah. on, on this? No, you didn't.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, please come to the Christmas show next week. Yeah.
6: I'm happy to. I'm not saying, I'm not mad at you, Chuck. I'm <laughs> seriously, I'm happy wrote, to do well, it. You wrote season five. You're going to have to look I at did. it.
1: Yeah. All right. So thank you I'll guys for watching far. this week. And uh we will see you next week for the big Christmas party. All right. thank right. Take care, guys. Good 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 looks. Looks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.